Before we get into this episode of Pitch Pass, quick reminder that there is another podcast that I host that I would love if you listen to. It's called Head Retention. It's conversations about the lifestyle and the beer industry, craft beer specifically, although we do some macro beer talks as well. We just a great two-part episode on whether your local craft brewery should sell itself out to the macro breweries and what are the pros and cons of that check out those episodes and more in the head retention podcast which you can find through the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Philadelphia Union San Jose Earth DC United Los Angeles Colorado Rapids Vancouver Whitecaps Orlando City SC Montreal Impact NYC FC Seattle Sounders Pitch Pass your all access credential to the people that matter in MLS Here's your host, Greg Roach. This episode dropping on a Friday, which means we are 24 hours away, less than 24 hours away from the top of the table clash between Western Conference leading LAFC and Eastern Conference leading, this is fun to say, DC United. Game's going to air on the big boy Fox. So if you're listening to this, maybe on the way to the match, maybe as a pregame for the match, thank you for listening. Please tell your friends about this awesome podcast that's about MLS and DC United and basically the stuff that you enjoy. That's why you're listening to this podcast. If you are listening through iTunes, write the podcast. Uh, write a review would be even better. That helps to get us on the radar of other like-minded people like it yourself. Or you could just spread the word. You could do that. It'd be great. DC United's first injury has hit. Uh, Joseph Mora broke his jaw, and it looked really, really painful last week in Orlando. Luckily, United signed Chris McCann in the offseason from Atlanta United with a ton of Premier League and English soccer experience. He'll be Stepping in, getting his first start tomorrow against LAFC, and he joins us right now on the show. Chris, well, welcome to DC. And how much has your life changed, I guess, in the last week or so with the adjustment in your role here at DC United? Yes, yeah, and going really well. Like the family has settled in, fantastic, which is better than I could have hoped. And um, obviously, getting the first game of the result of the day is a big help for me. Um, kind of get that monkey off the back, really, but. Um, it's nice to be involved and nice to get the win and hopefully we can get back home and get in the three points against LAFC. You know, uh, and I had read your quotes uh, after the first few games of the season where, you know, everybody's just wanting to be ready, uh, knowing that there there would be an opportunity to show what you could do with your new club. Uh, but it's got to be a little different in the way that you got that opportunity. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you thought maybe you'd, your first appearance for United would be as a, as a starter or as a sub in the 75th minute. Uh, when you came on is a is a kind of a unique time. How how hard is that adjustment to get in that mindset when you're kind of just settling in to start to watch the match? Yeah, it's difficult, but so as I said the other day, you know, you got to be ready and called when called upon at all times. You got to do your job. You got to be professional, and you know, I've been around long enough that uh, you know you just got to get your head screwed prepared the same way as if you're going to be starting the game. And like, look, unluckily enough for Joseph, he got a, a bad injury. Um, which is not nice, but like I said, you got to be ready, get your head screwed on, and ready to go into the game. I uh, first, of all, I just want to, as a side, I'm I'm loving the accent. I feel like I'm talking to Finn Balor of WWE fame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the 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 uh, on Monday the biggest Irish person in the city was it you was it Becky Lynch was it Finn Balor? Well, hopefully I'm more famous and hopefully we get the three points and that's all that matters to me, you know. You know what? Spoken like somebody who doesn't watch wrestling that much. Oh well, 
be honest, I haven't watched wrestling since I was 10 years old, but I might have to start my little boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, you know, you, you talk about your family. Uh, how is everybody uh, adjusted here to life in the States? You've been here for a few years now, though. Yeah, they love it. I mean, the little lad's just getting on fantastically well, better than what we could have expected. He settled right in like a duck to water and, you know, uh, he's made plenty of friends, which I think once the family's happy, I think everything else just falls into place. You don't have too many concerns then. How is, uh, how's his American accent doing? It's, he's getting a few words here and there now. It's going to have to be knocked out of him fairly quick. <laughs> I, I was going to say, does it does it sting a little bit when he throws out a, a word that is without that, that brogue? Well, the, the trash and the candy is the one that's getting the most at the moment. So, uh, And now uh, he's starting to say tomato a little bit, which uh, is, come on, uh-oh. Irish. So. <laughs> uh, now, when you head back, your your extended family, what are their thoughts when they hear the kids... Uh, with the with these with these American words they're throwing in now, uh, they they love it. They just he's, he's like one of the first uh, grandchildren, like from my mum and dad's, and he's the first from her mum and dad. So uh, they're they're going to be getting used. They're going to be loving it. So uh, <laughs> it's it's good. It's good. So long as they're happy, that's the main thing. You know, I I wanted to. I've always wanted to ask somebody this question. Um, most of the time, when we talk about green card status, we're talking about a, a Spanish speaker, which makes the the interview process a little hard. Uh, you went through the green card process here for the United States. How difficult is that process, and 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 kind of what goes into getting a green card, uh, which is a huge thing for a soccer player in this country? Yeah, we got a leg up actually when we were coming to Atlanta. We got a head start, and uh, we had it started pretty much four or five months before I came to the States. So um, I literally moved to the States and I had to go back to finalize it. So it was a pretty smooth transition for all of us. And it was, uh, it was something that was a real added bonus for me for coming to America was to get that, you know, um, it's a big thing. And it's nice to be able to, to come and hopefully, like even when my kids get older, come back and live here and hopefully they could get their American status as well as they, if they wanted it, you know, there's potential for that. And, my wife's expecting as well, so it's nice that we can, you know, all be residents here as well if we wanted to continue our stay in Sion. When is uh, when is she due? Uh, August, August, okay. end of August. So, so, uh, so that that'll be the first another, uh, that'll be the first American citizen will be that one. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's been a lot of change this year, but um, you know, it's been an enjoyable time, and hopefully, this can be an enjoyable season for us. I wanted to ask you. Um, even when I heard that you were coming over to MLS, not DC United, but to Atlanta United, uh, what, how did how did MLS get on your radar, and uh, and what was your thought process in making the move from from England to here? Um, pretty much the lo- the longevity of uh, the contract that I was getting at Atlanta. Um, it wasn't going to be matched in the UK. I mean, uh, I think I was getting a one year initially, then I was getting a two year. And it was just a, there was a lot of wrangling around with contracts, and I was at a stage where I was kind of I, I felt like I should have been rewarded for the way I played that year, and I was a bit like I don't really want to sit around and lose an opportunity of getting like a real good deal to obviously you know prolong my career that bit longer and to try out a different feel I've always wanted to play abroad kind of thing and my family was was young so um, I just felt like it was the right time to try something different and to try something new and you know uh, try to test myself and obviously the league at the time was still growing to what it is and people were saying well you're going to go and finish over there but I think it really takes for you to come over here and see how good a standard it actually is and even surprised me I probably came over and took it a bit light 
at the beginning. But, um, you know, now that I've settled in, I've seen the quality of players that are available in the league. Like, you know, it proved a really good decision for me to come over here and, and play. And ultimately, like, winning the championship last year was the icing on the cake, really. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's it's just interesting to hear your perspective as you were coming over. Um and then you see what the the reaction was when Miguel went to Newcastle uh, before he got there, what you heard the pundits over there saying, and probably uh, casual fans as well, and how they've kind of adjusted their thought process after seeing how he settled in at Newcastle. I'm sure you knew going when he went over that he was going to be successful. Were you able to give a heads up to people saying, hey, look out for this kid? Uh, you may think that you may have this attitude about MLS, but yet, first of all, that attitude's wrong. And your opinions of this kid are way off. Yeah, I think that's that's the main thing. Like people's, it's going to take a long time for people's perception of the league to change. Um, but the only thing you can do is continue to grow in the way it's grown and in the fashion that it's grown. And then when you have exports like Miguel that you know blow the transfer record, I think Michael Owen held the transfer record, the biggest strikers as well in the time. So Miguel goes there, and the last time he actually held the transfer record until Miguel went and then when you see the type of product that MLS has to offer you know I think it's going to be going down a route of people like looking tomorrow and I think Alfonso Davis went to Bayern for a big a big fee as well yep. so you know the league's starting to gain a reputation of having some good players rather than it be oh it's it's MLS it's a retirement league it's for all the players it's, it's not like that it's not the case and I think I had my phone going off and Miguel was leaving to go to Newcastle. Hey, this kid, we watched you when you played for Atlanta. He's, he's a fantastic player. How do you think he's going to settle in? And I think all the doubts that people had of a player coming from MLS to the Premier League were completely gone after his first game when he, he got a standing ovation walking off the field. I remember watching <laughs> it. So, uh, you know, people who, you know, they're kind of blinded by just watching the Premier League and don't get me wrong it's probably the best league in the world but when you see what this league has to offer now that I've been here like Luciano nearly went to PSG in in the off season as well so there's a lot of quality in this league and you know as I said when the league continues to progress the way it's progressing it won't be long before there's plenty more exports like that and you know hopefully the league can hold on to them and try offer you know good deals to like uh, to try keep them here you know good incentives to try keep them in the league to make it grow I, uh, I've, I I smell some fi- finders fees in your future. If people are hitting you up about Miguel, who already left, and now he's doing what he's doing, I feel a couple more texts coming through. Hey, Chris, anybody uh, anybody else over there that we could uh, maybe take a look at? <laughs> I mean, you know, you can only keep saying, since I've come over here, the amount of my friends and family and, you know, people who used to support the clubs, like either message you on on social media or, or contacting you on, you know, phones or text messages like, hey, we, we watch a lot of MLS games now because, you know, it's good when you have somebody of interest and now with Wayne being here as well, you know, that brings the English contingent to watch the league a lot more as last time, you know, brings a lot of followers and you have people like this that are, you know, driving the league up because they're such huge profile people and I think that can only be, be good for the game in, in, in the US. So uh, if that continues, you know, you're well on the right path to grow to be a really good league and a successful league. We talked to a lot of uh, of the United players last year when, when Wayne came over and started to get settled in. And for a lot of those guys, they were, you know, younger guys who uh, kind of had stars in their eyes. You, you've played uh, with 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 people like Wayne and, and against Wayne himself. What's it been like for you to, to kind of get to know him as you, as a member of D.C. United? Yeah, it's been good, obviously. 
when you come in here, it's like he's like the all-time leading goal scorer for England. He's, he's he used to play for the club that I supported as a kid growing up. So, you know, it, it's obviously it's huge for the club as well having such a prolific striker like that and in the squad. But to come in, you know, just a, it's good for me to have somebody you know, of a similar age and a similar background of where we played in England that we can actually kind of, you know, bump off one another and talk about things that happen back home and just, you know, general people that run in the same circles kind of thing back home. It's nice to be able to talk about people who you know and you can you can relate to rather than going into a change room full of people that you don't know. So, you know, it helps you settle in quicker and obviously his quality on the pitch speaks for itself. So when you have a player that calibre, it's, it's easy to play with a guy like that, you know. So, uh but for me, all around generally settling in, it's been it's been a good experience so far. What's your What's your Saturday morning routine on a non match day like? Do you, Do you Do you park yourself on the couch, watch a little NBCSN, and uh, take in a lot of the matches over there? I try to do that as much as I can, but when you have a little five year old running around the house, it's, uh, you probably don't get to do that as much as you want. So, uh, so it's just it is what it is. I try to take in as many games as I can back home and. Obviously, Saturdays are filled with football when we're not playing. It's great to watch some Premier League and, you know, keep in touch with what's going on back there. But uh, And then, obviously, you have the MLS in the evening as well. So, that's it's just a full day of sports. So, if you get a moment, you can sit down and enjoy it when, you, when your kid's not annoying you for a bit, you know? I'm hoping the answer to the next question is yes, because uh, I am fascinated to hear your thoughts. Did you watch the Netflix documentary, Sunderland Till I Die? <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Same question as well, but uh, yeah, we, I have watched. Uh, I actually watched it a couple of months ago, actually. So uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see that they think they're the biggest club in the world, but that was, that's the way it goes. It's, it's all they really have in Sunderland is, is the football team. They, you know, you get, from what people have, have spoke about on there, to be all and end all football is, is like religion up there. So um, you know, it's nice to get perspectives into other clubs. Well, and that's the thing, and, and, you know, you've been in changing rooms um, in leagues that are, that Sunderland were in. Um, How, how much of a regular changing room was that? I mean, when you, when you're, when you're watching it, you know, it's kind of similar to a lot of changing rooms in terms of the personnel, the the atmosphere, the banter, you know, the way the guys get on. But I think they, they went through a a really bad spell being relegated and then relegated again and you know there's some from looking at it, it looked like there was a lot of poor decisions being made into signings as well but uh and that kind of fractures the change room a little bit and they were very fragile and then injuries coupled into that so it looked like they were just patching things up and from watching the program but in in terms of the club it's a fantastic club the stadium the fan base even now they're in league one and I have two or two friends I played with back at Wigan um, at that at that club right now, and you know the, the fan base is is unbelievable. They're getting something like thirty thousand fans in League One, which wow. is un, unheard of, really. And you know, so it's, it's a tremendous club. It's just a shame it's in the position it's in at the moment. But you know, uh, by all means, they have the the infrastructure there to bounce back and you know, hopefully gain promotion and get back to where they belong. Okay, so let's bring it back to the States. I'm not going to put you on the spot by asking you to compare fan bases. Uh, however, the the current uh, showcase fan base for MLS is Atlanta United, and I will say, rightly so, um, again, not going to ask you to compare the fan bases, but 
Uh, talk to me about the intimacy of Audi Field. Do you like how I spun that? The intimacy of Audi Field. Talk to me about yeah. the intimacy of Audi Field and 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 the crowds in D.C. Um, and how they compare. Even though I said I wasn't going to do that, mm-hmm. to atmospheres that you've experienced throughout your career. Yeah, it's obviously since I've been here. The short time I've been here, the you know the fans have been have been pretty good. Um, I've only we've been to the stadium twice so far, and both times, you know. The crowd were were excellent. You got right behind the team. You know, it was it was it was different for me because I was coming to Audi Field the last couple of times I've been there. I've been to RFK, which was a totally different yep. field for me. So to get into the Audi Field and to experience that kind of atmosphere, it's a nice close stadium. You can feel everything and you can hear everything, and you know you feel like you're almost the, the stands are almost upon you on the field, acting like that extra man willing you on. And then you have the fans behind the goal, which are non-stop crazy when when the goals go in you can see them throwing everything around so it's a real good uh it's a real good feel and for me com- comparing that to Atlanta it's it's quite difficult you know Atlanta was huge and it was on a different scale and you know sometimes it was too loud almost uh, you couldn't hear yourself on the field but you know but since I've been here right now um I like the stadium it's a great feel the stadium you know it's a great feel for the club I think the way they've set it up has been fantastic and they really get the crowd involved and uh, that's what I, that's what I like to play in front of you know somewhere that you can you know get out there and get the fan base backing you and you know will you on to win it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling to be there so hopefully we can get more of that throughout the year and you know they can help us push us over the line and you know achieve things this year I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to ask you or tell you, tread lightly, we are in D.C. The Irish Embassy is in this in this city. So when I ask you this question, please think carefully. We had Paul Ariola on after the home opener, uh, and we went and talked at length about the dreariness of the conditions. I know you did not get into that match, Chris McCann, but... Had you got into that match, what were you wearing under the warm-ups? Short sleeves? Long sleeves underneath? Would you have rocked the gloves? What would Chris McCann, Irishman who has spent many, many years in the English Premier League, many a cold night in Stoke, what would you have rocked as a uniform that evening? I was actually wearing the short sleeve, so everybody can uh, can relate to that because I don't actually have a long sleeve. I don't think yet. So, if I had, I had one, so you I had to wear the, the short sleeve. sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't got a choice. So it probably would have been the short sleeve, but I had a choice. It would have been the long sleeve. <laughs> uh, and and would you have would you have donned the gloves? I've done the gloves a couple of times for training sessions and tracksuit bumps for the training sessions, but it's, I think wearing gloves in a game is not something I've done very often, so probably not. No, I probably would have just gone short sleeve and no gloves. All right, so, so short sleeves, no gloves, <laughs> the Irish Embassy approves you may stay and still remain an Irishman. <laughs> oh, that's it, that's it. Yeah, I've weathered it out. So before we wrap up, uh, big match uh, now tomorrow against uh, LAFC. Uh, Top of the table versus top of the table. Uh, If you want to get into your your Britishisms, um, what's the the thought process? How are you guys approaching this match? Uh, I know every game is big. Uh, Is this a little bit bigger? Is it important to take three points at home? Is it important to make a statement against the team that's number one in the Western Conference? Uh, What's your thought process going in? I know it sounds I've I've obviously spoke about it this week and it probably does sound like a cliche to many people and 
they probably say people say it all the time when they're giving interviews but you literally can only take take it one game at a time in this league I think you can't get too far ahead of yourself um, in terms of oh we're on this great run we're, teams are going to rock up and we're just going to beat them you know these are a good side um, in terms of setting statements I think we set our statement out the first game of the season by beating Atlanta you know we had targets this year and certain targets are to achieve you know great things this year to, we want to win as much as we can we want to win obviously the MLS if we can we want to win as many games as possible and you know when when Atlanta came to town we really set our stall out and said this is the level we want to achieve every week and you know we got to we got to push ourselves and you know demand it from one another that we we set them standards every week so uh, by LA coming to town yes it's going to be a big game um, they're on form as well and it's going to be a tough game and, you know um, but Obviously, we're at home, and it's vital when you're when you want to do well in this league that you got to pick up as many wins and as many points at home as possible because going on the road in this league is so tough. So uh, I think if you can manage to pick up as many points as you can at home and as many wins as you can at home, it kind of gives you that little bit of wiggle room when you go away to not to, not to not pick points, but you know draws away from home will will prove crucial and wins every little win away from home will prove crucial in the end. So. You know, we're we're going to take it one step at a time and, you know, hopefully we can go out there and do ourselves justice, put on a good performance tomorrow and take them three points. That, that'll be very valuable for us. You uh, are not even even in the same ballpark as a type of player as Joseph Mora. Um, what What is it that you are going to try? Now, defensively, I'm sure the same, the, 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 the idea is the same. Let's just let's shut down the left side. But as far as getting forward is concerned, how are you wanting to approach this match? And is it kind of a pressure situation where it's like, look, if you're expecting me to bomb forward like Joseph did, uh, we're not going to be playing that way. And do you have a feel of a, of, of a pressure to go, uh, are we changing? Changing our whole attitude and outlook on how we attack because of me, and if we are, uh, this is what I'm bringing to the table. No, I feel like you know I'm old enough and experienced enough to know that you know when I go in, I'm, I'm there obviously to do a job, and we spoke with the coach and all the coaching staff have spoken in a particular way that we're going to play this week, and I think that particular style will change game to game depending on who we've got available and what also position we're facing so um, you know I've played in teams before where you know maybe they have two real tricky strikers and you're probably not unable to bomb forward as much you probably need to cover a little bit more but basically it's as you were a kind of situation um, we worked on it all week in the formation that we're going to play and it's pretty much you know go and play the way you know you can play and get into situations that we can try to create many problems for for them overload them and you know, just basically make it as difficult as possible. But on the other, on the flip side of it, you got you got to be wary because they're so good going yeah. forward that you know you can't be cut out of position. And so it's 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 very similar in the way that we're going to play the way we have been playing. But you know, I don't really feel too much pressure to go out there and you know start altering the way I play for the for the sake of you know got out there. I know what job I've got to do. I know my responsibilities and what I got to do. And you know, it's, it's up to me to go out and implement them to help the team tomorrow. We, uh, we're looking at 70s tomorrow, so I don't think that you need to worry about your Irish citizenship. You can rock the short sleeves and gloves, and you'll be fine. It's going to be a good day at Audi Field, and it's a big match on the uh, the big network of Fox. Uh, Chris McCann, thank you for taking some time uh, the day before the match. I appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks. I appreciate it.
show information, go to pitchpass.com.